This is the Legs and Eggs Podcast, starring Fupa Jones, Heather Heather, Clem Stone, and Sarah Ruthless. You hear that, America? That's the sound of something new coming for breakfast this morning. Mm. New from McDonald's, it's the McHandjob. That's right. You buy one breakfast meal per day, a week, you walk out of here with a handjob. It can be from the clown, the hamburglar, Mayor McJizz, I don't care. Let's see that red-haired bitch Wendy do that. McDonald's. We're serving up something new for breakfast. Handjobs. This is Sarah the Ruthless, and I'm here with my co-hosts for this episode of Legs and Eggs with Legs, Clem, and Fupa. Hey there, Sarah the Ruthless. How you doing? <laughs> I'm just swell. I just finished taking a dump, so now I'm energized. All right. All right. Fuck yeah. I'm just sitting here in some cinch bottom leopard print sweatpants. Cinch bottom is the way of life. Yeah. Giving up on life. Let's see. Uh, Fupa, how are you? I'm all right. Clem, how are you? Good. What are you doing? Uh, I'm sitting in the living room talking with everybody right now. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to see uh, what Legs is uh, up to. I just poured myself a rum and coke. I missed something. We have a person named Legs. Oh, yeah, that's me. I was like, we have a Legs to our eggs. Yeah, yes. well, I had a boss who used to call me Legs. So no it was appropriate. Yeah, well, it wasn't appropriate. I should have sued him for sexual harassment, but yes. I yeah. But back in the day, that's what people did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We just accepted it. Yeah. Back in 97, 98, I was like yeah, 22. Exactly. And my 60-year-old boss is calling me legs. Totally appropriate. And it makes you uncomfortable. You think everyone thinks you're supposed to be flattered by it. So you're like, it's a compliment. Exactly. Just like every time, you know, you try to eat a sausage or banana in public, you're like, uh-huh. And every guy makes a joke. You're like, uh-huh, good one there, Governor Cuomo. I think I stopped bringing bananas to school when I was in, like, third grade. It's just a bad idea. I just like watching men eat bananas. You're like, suck it, suck it good. Or popsicles. Or ice cream coffee, Well, I mean, it's funny, but I'm just going to put out there that there is nothing wrong with a man sucking a dick. Not at all. In fact, I prefer it. How about eating a <laughs> banana, though? Eating a banana? I don't know. There might be something wrong with a man eating a banana. Because I got I to gotta tell you, I don't want to make anybody hot, but um, in my job, old job from like 2004 to 2007, I, I had a jar of peanut butter. I would get a banana every day and I would peel that banana. I'd peel the skin back. And I would smother that banana in peanut butter and I would eat it every morning. Is that back when you used to do poppers with uh, your friends? I still did poppers with my friend at that point. Yeah. Not often. Like maybe once a year. Most. At most. 
I heard that that makes you come like it hard when you got some ass play. It also makes Radiohead instrumental tracks sound really good. I mean, they are really good, but they are better. fucking good. <laughs> They're terrible. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not doing this with you. I'm not doing this with you right now. Yeah, we can't start off uh, legs and eggs this way. No, because that's <laughs> like I'm ready to quit right now. <laughs> She's short. She's seven and grabs the neighbor's junk. She was born to pester and be the adult molester. Yeah, so I was wondering, what are you doing tonight? Well, I don't know. What's what's for dinner? Well, let's figure out what's for dinner first. Oh, shit. What? Here comes that weird kid from next door. <gasps> oh, no. You don't mean... The, the adult molester. That kid never keeps her hands to herself. <laughs> oh, my God. What are you doing? Hey, kid. <laughs> Stop it. You know that's inappropriate. Oh, this kid just grabbed my fucking boobs. What? Where? What? Where are your parents? And what are they teaching you? My parents say it's completely normal to explore my body. Yeah, your body. Well, I usually get whatever I want, and I just want to touch your... That's enough. God damn it. That kid molests everybody in the neighborhood. Well, we have an expert on the Johnny Depp trial here. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> I wasted six weeks of my life. Who did you end up thinking the culprit was? Oh, I definitely thought Amber Heard was lying. It was Casey Anthony. Oh, did anybody watch her special? Yeah, she's filth. She's a liar. She got away with killing her fucking kid. I just don't understand why she has her own special right now. Because America's disgusting and we like disgusting things. Yeah, she's so fucking hot. I thought we were just, it was the liberal media saying that they support post-birth abortion. Hey, my question is, how late is too late. <laughs> <laughs> Let's call my mom. This is holes. Give me some holes, Clem. Holes. Holes. What are they? They're holes. Hit me up with them holes. The old guy that used to make the glory holes throughout the region passed away. I won't use his real name, because, you know, that'd be weird. We'll just call him Gary. Mrs. and I met Gary when we moved into our home a couple of years ago and struck up a friendship with Gary when walking past his yard and petting his floofy little dogs on. Within that first conversation, after getting to know us a bit first, Gary went on to reveal that it was he who pioneered the installation of glory holes throughout Newcastle, Lake Macquarie, Central Coast, and certain parts of Maitland. Gary made it his mission to install cock sockets in the beats of the region so no curious man's penis would need to remain dry. 
Although he had said that he began this public service in the mid-60s, in recent years a lot of Gary's work was undone just as soon as it was installed. And he was uncertain if any of his dick slots still exist to this day. I personally have only seen one the entire 22 years I've lived here. Gary was a quiet man with no family at all. Just three fancy little dogs and a lifelong passion for meeting men in public bathrooms. I just wanted to put something out there for a man who was, in many ways, an underappreciated part of the city's infrastructure. Pokemon go to the polls. Have you guys read about the FTX crash? I don't really like know about that part of the financial industry. Okay, but have you have you heard anything about it that it's a crypto? He also had a hedge fund. And like so the whole thing just crashed and he lost everyone's money and filed for bankruptcy. He lost his own money too. This can lead to a whole discussion about cryptos because I fucking hate them. And I hate crypto bros. I still don't even understand crypto. You said cryptos. I always call them cryptos. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. It sounds like a slur. God, I hate those cryptos. What did the guy invest in to lose everybody's money? Let me put my readers on. So this is an article from Forbes that was written... Well, it was last updated November 9th, which was before the crash. Okay. So he went to MIT and he graduated in 2014 with, um, he had a degree in physics and a minor in mathematics. But he started working at Jane Street Capital in 2014. So that specialized in arbitrage trading strategies focused on exchange trade funds, which are called EFTs. So an arbitrage trade is where a trader purchases an asset in one market and instantly sells it at a higher price somewhere else, locking in a risk-free profit. That's what he was doing. So in 2017, Bitcoin was trading at a high of $10,000. People were flooding the market, but there was hardly any place to sell Bitcoin. So he started buying Bitcoin in the U.S., and then selling it in Japan, because in Japan, there was a 10% difference in price. So he was making $1,000 per Bitcoin. So trading all that money, he founded Alameda Research in 2017. So that was his hedge fund. So he built FTX in 2019. And right before it collapsed, it was the third largest crypto exchange in the world by trading volume. In early of 2022, several different crypto firms um, started to go bankrupt, and he started helping to bail them out like the government did to the banks back in 2008. Then the crash happened. (laughs) Yeah, so he's just basically laundering money. Right. Yes. His net worth, his personal, not the company, his net worth peaked at $26 million dollars. In October of 2022, it was $10.5 billion. And on November 8th, 2022, his net worth dropped 94% in one day to $991 million. He lost all that in one day. And we love the sound of that. 
Yes, we do. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it sounds like uh, Elon Musk. So another little interesting tidbit is he was the second largest individual donor to Joe Biden in 2020, personally giving 5.2 million. This I got off Wikipedia, so we'll take that with a grain of salt. So I'm just going to put that out there. And in the midterms, the 2022 midterms, he gave $40 million to Democratic candidates. Wow. What a goddamn waste of money. And all those, um, like, even your wonderful mayor in New York, Eric Adams. Oh, oh, oh. I'm, I'm putting all my money into crypto. <laughs> he took his first paychecks in crypto. In crypto. Jesus, like, his first Christ. two paychecks. But I guess, like, Senators Gillibrand and there was another senator. I don't remember who it was. Um, they were telling every no. They were telling people invest your retirement in crypto. It's the way to go. <laughs> well, now I think we know why. Mm-hmm. This is why they were all on the high horse of crypto. As a friend of mine is is an accountant, and she's like, no, that's just gambling. Yeah, yeah. it's completely unregulated right that's fucked up well it's it's good though i'm glad that all those stupid people lost their money then. yeah yeah <laughs> people lost millions and millions of dollars fxt is not the only crypto exchange like there's several other ones oh yeah definitely do you remember there was um an app that i think it was during the pandemic when we were all locked down where everyone was talking about robin hood Yes. I think he brought up Robin Hood or part of Robin Hood, but he was somehow part of Robin Hood, too. Wait, so he was in the Robin Hood GameStop scandal. Was this guy at Firefest? Does he just like being, like, a meme? So, and one of them that he wrote on the 17th of November, I was on the cover of every magazine, and FTX was the darling of Silicon Valley, we got overconfident and careless. But the other stuff that I read is their accounting, like their paperwork was like a middle schooler could have done it. It was all just like in pencil and erased and like just nonsense. They give no accounting department. Well, the funny thing too, so Wikipedia, you know, both of his parents are professors at Stanford Law School. His aunt is the dean at Columbia University Mailman School of Public Health. And his brother is a former Wall Street trader, but now he's the director of a nonprofit called Guarding Against Pandemics. Like, he comes from a pretty affluent family. So this he just, now after knowing stuff like that, and then seeing his face with the crazy hair and, you know, playing video games, he's just like... One of the rich kids that you just want to kick. One of? The more I read about him, it just seems like he thought he could just do whatever he want. And there's no consequences. I'm bringing up a picture of him so you can see what he looks like. Oh, my God. Like, he raped, right? Yeah, he looks like like a bushy cunt. Yeah, like that guy has raped. He's only 32. Oh my God. Well, he's definitely raped. Yeah. He definitely looks like a deadler of some kind. I look at this guy. I'm going to tell you what I see when I look at this guy. Like you're in the bar 
this dude comes up to you and he's like disgusting and he like negs you. He's probably sweaty. And then he tells you how he's Polly. You know, he's like, you know, I'm so much smarter than you. Oh, you still want monogamy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're just not as enlightened. And that's part of his neck. Yeah. Yeah. He's sweaty. I agree with that. I cannot stress enough that he's sweaty. And his neck has everything to do with, like, feeling inferior because he's socially inept and sociopathic. I mean, aren't all negs about making you feel, making themselves feel superior? Yes. The, the penthouse that they were living in was a $40 million penthouse in the Bahamas. And there was him and nine of the other, like, employees, but most of them, it sounds like, were friends from MIT that he, like, brought with him to the company. And they all just lived together and supposedly were just, like, snorting Adderall and having sex all the day. I'm convinced it was a cult. Like, we're going to find out it was a cult. And I did not write it down, but I was reading a Time Magazine article that last spring they broke ground. They were going to build this huge facility for a thousand workers on the Bahamas. They were going to have a school and a hotel on the property. And all they did was like pour the outline of the foundation. And now it's just empty. The government of the Bahamas was like really banking on him doing well because they were bringing, I mean, celebrities were going down there for conferences it was gonna they were trying to make the bahamas like the crypto hub of the world he was like on the board of a center for effective altruism yeah that's like ethical culture which is a thing that isn't real that makes me think it's a cult yeah anyway yeah it's more like effective greed yeah and he said he wanted to donate all of 1% of his money to better the world and blah, blah, blah. Really? You you bought a $40 million penthouse in the Bahamas. Can you imagine what, what that would be worth in the United States? What's the real estate in Kokomo like these days? It depends on if um, Jesse is there wearing his pink tank top. Do you know I saw Uncle Jesse play drums with the Beach Boys when I was 18 in Hyanna? Did he wear the pink tank top, though? Sitting on down, not feeling real great because I've got the hunter virus, the hunter vi- virus it infected my computer. Now, all it does is show me videos and take videos of myself masturbating in a pool with a bunch of prostitutes complaining about a weird call I got from national security trying to get a job in the Ukraine. All I want to do is run with my little naked ass out like a little chimpanzee and slide down some water slides. Masturbate in front of a few prostitutes and get along my way. Come to think of it, it's a lot better than what else I've been doing. Now they're going to the diner for about four days in a row and watch plays What is everybody's first big news story memory? I thought it was baby Jessica in a well. Do you remember that story? 
I do. I use that in theater. <laughs> I looked it up, and it was in 1986. But the Challenger exploding was a couple of months before that happened. So now I have to change my answer to the Challenger exploding. And I, anybody had asked me that question prior to me actually verifying the date, I would have said Baby Jessica in a well. Because I thought that was, I thought I was younger. <laughs> I think it brought out the <laughs> inner child in all of our wells. I did not see this story ending at the Space Shuttle Challenger. <laughs> I know. What expects the Space Shuttle Challenger? <laughs> and I'm, I am so fucking high. I was trying so hard to follow that story. <laughs> and it just blew up right in your face. It just blew up. I was having lunch at John Simpkins with the TV going. Boom. Sarah. Yeah. Where were you when the Challenger blew up? Uh, I remember, I think I was in elementary school. And I remember them being all upset about it rolling in the TV. <laughs> in the AV room and they played it on the news in front of our class and people were crying because I think I was in like fucking first grade or second grade and then I went home and I remembered watching a Punky Brewster episode about it <laughs> I loved fucking Punky Brewster man. Yeah. it was good I want to know where Fupa was when the Challenger blew up. I tell you, I was in third grade. And it was indoor recess. It was a rainy day in central Connecticut. I was in Miss Ring's class, third grade. Indoor recess. We were playing games, blah, blah, blah. I was taken off. I remember they put the TV on. And I think Miss Ring was out that day. We had substitute. Somebody was in there for indoor recess. She might have been on teacher union break, but we watched it and it blew up. <laughs> Not done. Challenger blows up. <laughs> We're just sitting there. Most of us are kind of like, eh? and Jimmy just goes, <laughs> it's legit, but it almost sounds like he's trying to fake an old man's laugh. He's like, <laughs> they made this big deal about sending a teacher in space. <laughs> I remember thinking it was like fireworks, like thinking it was like planned. I was fucked up. That was it so did have kind of a professional wrestling story. Arc it did have like it kind of looked like it was on purpose. If you didn't know. I thought it was like, oh, they gave us special fireworks for the big shuttle thing. And then the teacher just kind of walked over and shut the TV off. We were like, what happened? And everyone was like, Chris McAuliffe, you meant so much to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, whenever the space shuttle challenger comes up, I just, I laugh. I've been to um, the Canadian side of Niagara Falls, and it was amazing. I bet. It was so beautiful. And we had a room on the 33rd floor overlooking the falls. Oh, it was so pretty. Were there hobos? No, I didn't see hobos, but I literally could have just sat in our hotel room on the 33rd floor overlooking the Canadian falls. It was so pretty. 
Yeah, it's fucking breathtaking. Were there hobos on the American side? Yes, um, but they weren't hobos. They were Native Americans and they were feeding squirrels. The New York side is all the Native Americans because they have the uh, casino over there. I think there's hobos in the casino. Yes. You know what? When I hear American side, it triggers something in me. The, the ship was the pride of the American side coming back fully loaded from Cleveland. <laughs> it's Niagara Falls. It's not the Titanic. No. <laughs> the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. That's right. <laughs> you know, fellas, it's been good to know oh, you. The Edmund Fitzgerald. The Canadian side of Niagara Falls is fucking gorgeous. Yes, but what about the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald? I don't know, but we went we went under that under song the band of existence. <laughs> we went under the falls and it was amazing. The rush of the water. It was beautiful. And then we did the whole um IMAX theater of like the fake indigenous people. <laughs> so I have another question. <laughs> When you were under the waterfalls and the water was rushing over you, do you think that's how the crew of the Edmund Fitzgerald felt when their ship broke in two and sunk? I don't know that story, so I can't answer that question. Now I'm going to have to look it up. You don't have to look up the story. You just have to listen to the song. I don't even know that song. She's too half in the bag to like... Be able to comprehend the intensity of the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. You don't know that one. Dude, you can't do it to her. You can't. We were on the 33rd floor of the Hilton. <laughs> and <laughs> at night, they put lights under the fall. So it changes colors. And it was fucking amazing. It was a water rave. Yeah. And then we did the, um, the boat ride that goes under the falls. That was kind of dumb. On that boat ride, I bet you felt a little like the crew on the Edmund Fitzgerald. A little bit, but I did. No were you aware about that they were very close to Whitefish <laughs> Bay? <laughs> Dude, all I know is you got to stay away from Copperhead Road. I'm more aware of um, don't go over a barrel over Niagara Falls. <laughs> See, the main hatchway he gave in, and he said, fellas, it's been good to know ya. I love that line. It was the ice bucket challenge of a lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> but you you do know to stay away from Copperhead Road, correct? I do know that. Okay, that you better that. stay away. I'll stay away from <laughs> Copperhead Road. But if I ever have the opportunity to go back to Niagara Falls, I'm the fucking in. <laughs> It was amazing. As long as you stay away from Copperhead Road, it's all good. 33rd floor, Canadian side. The view is amazing. Okay, you got that audience? Yeah. 33rd floor, 33rd Canadian floor. side. Canadian side. It's amazing. But also remember that the ship was the pride of the American side. What do you think nursing homes and assisted living is going to be like 20 years from now? Dead. No, it's <laughs> going to be people like us. <laughs>
It's gonna be the Gen Xers. People like us suck. <laughs> yeah, but it's gonna be all like we need video games and we need, you know, people like us suck. I need a tent in the woods and world. They're so terrible. Once the, once the boomers are gone and it's just Gen Xers in the nursing homes, there's gonna be like tattoo parlors and no, because you want to know what represents our generation. It's not cool, people. It's like Beto O'Rourke. We kind of suck. We suck. No, they don't. They do not represent our generation. They don't don't represent me. I don't hate Beto. I try so hard. They're the fucking little shits with the goddamn white little collars. That's the average Gen Xer right there. Beto fucking O'Rourke. I mean, we suck as a we suck as a generation. We're awful, terrible, terrible people. I reject this entirely. Beto, poor Beto. He tries so hard. He's a loser. He was born a loser. He's been a loser. I know. He'll always be a loser. And his name is Robert. (laughs) Poor Beto. He tries so hard. Fuck Beto. But he's like the stereotypical Gen X. Yeah, he so like, is. Like, we suck. We suck. I know. Like, that guy's not cool. I know. We suck. We're terrible we're people. We're not cool either because we're I'm Gen cool. X. I'm cool. I know. Cool. I am wearing leopard print cinched bottom I don't pants. endorse this. I don't agree with this. <laughs> <laughs> But our nursing homes are going to be like, we'll have a tattoo artist once a month. They'll be like 90s week (laughs) where we can do our hair. I hope I die before I see any of this. I just hope I live to see a senior citizen melt down on social media over anal beads being sold at Target. A regular poorly Pelosi Smash my head with a hammer you see I'm so good looking everybody says Jesus come dumb No loads refused in this room Is it true you prepare by listening to Nancy Pelosi You're a fucktard and not cozy If I knock you back, don't get horny Instead of a rhyme, I have opted just to dance My rhymes are so sweet they're covered in chemtrails Your flat earth mom paid my bail Getting stuff done like a total Captain Jack Feel what you masturbate no fact. I can read you like a book, like Betty Cocker. I found Jean's mom and parked in her. You call yourself a pro? You can't even fucking fucking Jean from behind. His man tit is clapping. The math checks out I'm 100% sweaty. I smell so bad I'm like a Betty. I'm so pumped for this great 9-11. Knick-knack paddy wife give a dog a bone. You're gonna stand here and say I'm a mom. She's all saggy ass lululamonch. You look like you just drank some crack. Stupid fuck so high you need a smack. I'm falling asleep. Your verses are dumb. You're like the whore who likes cum. Don't rush the shade I'm coming in corny. Fucking jeans should have all corny. Bet you never heard about the birds and fish. You won't hear it from the Amish. Your mom doesn't refuse any loads. 
Damn, Mom, your heart just fired. Drop them little guns. Am I there? Am I too high? I'll cheer you up. Twas the night before it all. Lavishing you with gifts. Not involving spammer holes. Who Coddleston? Is he a peach? The swells of eviscerated snow. Or his ads or balls or skirt. I like Elvis and frozen suede. You seem to be lost. Now go back to the toilet. Jean sat on it and got his balls wet. I'm capital P pretty like the capital C crank. Actually, I'm a fucking skank. Am I making you sweat? Do you need a remicola? Take my flopping meat stick. You're too weak to use a jitterbug flip phone. Get of my lawn. Scram hooligans. Your style is out of the fashion like an old bus plug. You think this old lady does fuck punk? Looks like you made it back from the dick store. Hope you got your mama some more. Sorry, but for you, it's Game Robo Split. I'm not too lazy to rhyme. I'm just unmotivated. Your breath is stinky. Did you just eat edible? Fuck yeah, I'm high and it's incredible. My talent's so big we're running out of jeans, mom. Passing that cam dumpster on the farm. That's what you have to say? Well, kiss my eggs. Paul Pelosi has some scrawny ass legs. I don't care about you or your gene. Fuck him, no loop. They long and lean. I've got to be honest, you're a huge slim gym. Fuck macho man, I'll snap into it. Have you ever heard you look like a gene? I gave him aids like Charlie Sheen. I'm a great trapper, but you should hear me dumping. It's like a musical with clumping. I've heard better sounds coming out of a pony. Like when I fucked Gene's hole. Oh, he's so horny. Let's talk about Paul Pelosi getting smashed in the head. Yes! <laughs> Wish it was both of them, and they were both dead. And no, I'm not taking that back, and no, I'm not apologizing for it. I wish Nancy Pelosi was dead. Right. Also, Paul Pelosi. Well, yeah, I mean, both of them are fucking, I don't know. All right, so this guy, I guess, is like, he's not even an American citizen. He's from Canada. So basically, he smashed up Paul Pelosi's head. So that he can this and then fucking they're talking about deporting him. I don't know. I just think that there's more to it, obviously, because I always think there's more to it whenever I read any piece of information. But um, especially when it comes to these fucking shady ass financiers and politicians and lobbyists and people that just rake in the dough for doing very little. Uh, basically, like this guy, he was a QAnon guy. So he's been reading all of these crazy things on this, like Trump QAnon fucking conspiracy theory board, which I don't know if any of y'all have visited. I have only heard of QAnon. Apparently, they do spin a lot of right wing conspiracies. So I'm intrigued anyway to see what that's all about, just to like, you know, just because I love conspiracy theories anyway, but I want to see if any of them are intelligent or if it's as stupid as the media makes it out to be. Um, No, it's pretty stupid. It's pretty stupid. I, I follow some people on Twitter that have accounts on some of that stuff, so they'll share it. So I've read some of the shit that they say. They're bananas. It's not even to the point where anybody with any common sense could believe it. 
Okay. Like, yeah, it's awesome though. It's because it's bananas. All I know is fucking. I feel like Nancy Pelosi is actually could be behind what happened. And the reason being is because she she was supposed to retire or whatever, right? From the speaker, yeah, not from Congress. Then, so she probably used this to get sympathy to be like, this is why I can't step down. I'm too powerful and threatening. Yeah, because didn't Republicans take over the House? I'll tell you my first memory of a major news event. And it would be something to do with the Iranian revolution. That I remember watching on TV and being a very big deal. Yeah, I kind of remember that. But the Challenger was the one that I understood. I still don't understand the Challenger. It blew up and they just found another piece of it (laughs) like two weeks ago. The History Channel was looking for something and they found a piece of the fucking Challenger. I wish I could find a piece of the Challenger. I'm like, it's been how many years and you're still finding pieces of the fucking Challenger? What if they sold pieces of the Challenger? Like they did the Berlin Berlin Wall. Well, yes, that, that's where I was going with this. Like <laughs> that's fucked up. <laughs> I could buy one for my dad. How did they fucking authenticate that? I don't know, but I bought one for my dad. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I'm just like, why are they still finding pieces? You haven't found all the fucking pieces yet? It's a lot of pieces. It's been how many fucking years? Also, I remember watching like the Rodney King riots and shit. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that was was awful. Yeah, they still haven't found all the pieces of Rodney King. They found him in the wishing well with baby Jessica. Uh, <laughs> baby Jessica was very traumatic to me. That was like the first thing that like my mom watched <laughs> on TV. And I was like, this poor little baby. <laughs> I remember baby Jessica. <laughs> That's the thing, though. People never think about this. What did that baby do to deserve being in a well? Oh. <laughs> Must have been a real bad baby. What did it do in life? You know, there's only one. It's probably a devil baby like the omen. And they're like, no, you don't know. No. <laughs> up. Oh my God. Oh, and they brought her up. And then the picture. And now look where we are. Fucking baby Jessica. Fucking omen <laughs> Jessica. <laughs> Fucking made Trump president. God damn it. Maybe baby Jessica was like looking for the Ninja Turtles. Well, you know, fuck lot of good they were. Yeah, I mean, they didn't even fucking care to help. They don't show up. Where were they on January 6th? Not being freedom turtles. Opa. What? I'm so into your baby Jessica conspiracy theory. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. I get it. They were trying to save us when they threw her down the well. Yes. Nobody ever thinks of that. Because look how shitty it got after that. Through baby Jessica in a well. Yeah, she was the omen. She was Damien. She had the mark of the beast. Heart. Not the good mark. Who goes there? She couldn't even play bass in a metal band. Hark! <laughs> Who goes there? Or even fake rhythm guitar. <laughs> baby Jessica. <laughs> oh, that's it. We're fucking writing a baby Jessica song.
Pubes. Pubes. I also am so tired of third-party candidates at this stage of my life. I used to be fine with it. I am no longer fine with it. Just stop. I love them. Libertarian parties are not going to get elected, and all you're doing is pulling votes off. I love them. I love them. If there was not a third-party candidate in Georgia, there would not be a runoff. But that guy got enough votes to siphon away. And now I still Who was that guy? James Carville. Oh, I hate James Carville. I don't hate James Carville, but I hate his fucking. Oh, well, then there is something wrong with you. James Carville kind of cracks me up. He's pretty funny. I hate James Carville. Hate him. Hate him. I hate his face. It's like offensive. (laughs) Do you, though? I kick him right in the buck teeth. That little piece of shit squirrel ass motherfucker. And you know how the boomers always say that the thing with the, the kids is nobody can be offended. Well, I can just confirm that that is not true because I am so offended by James Carville and he's still around. You can talk about how I found this thread on Reddit about gas station attendants complaining about construction workers taking shits in their bathrooms on their lunch. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Because they literally destroy the bathroom and everyone has to smell it and deal with it. And I started reading more and, you know, informing myself about how people really felt and there was a guy who fucking shit inside of a fucking brand new <laughs> toilet. And he was told afterwards that the toilet's not even hooked up to the water. Oh. So <laughs> oh, no. he has to suck the shit out with a $40,000 shop vac, which then gets not only clogged with his feces, but it breaks the machine. This is oh. the $40,000 shop back? A $40,000 yeah. shop back? Yeah. Oh. And, and the new toilet destroyed because he fucking <laughs> it wasn't hooked up to the water. So then Carl works in construction, and I said, Carl, is this true? <laughs> and he's like, I mean, like... I've gone to places where they didn't have outhouses, so that's why I have a bucket in the back of my van. Oh, And I'm like, so when you're working on somebody's house, they don't let you shit in the bathroom? And, like, sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. (laughs) I don't know why I'm laughing so much. (laughs) People, it's going to be in your toilet or in your yard, so. He had to poop in his bucket in his boss's driveway. And then he like threw them in the in the bushes, like the turds. And then his boss came outside, and she's like, "Oh, just so you know, if you need to use the bathroom, you can come inside." <laughs> get the fuck off my lawn! I am not talking about service dogs. I am talking about people bringing their pets to stores, supermarkets, Target, big box stores. 
I'm at BJ's last week and some lady had her big dog and the dog took a massive dump in the checkout line and the lady laughs and like, oh, it's no big deal and asks the cashier for paper towel and picks it up. It's not sanitary. Nobody's Lysoling or bleaching it. They sell food. I've got food in my cart. Now I'm walking where your dog just took a dump. I'm at Target today and another lady had this humongous dog, not a service animal, just a pet on a leash. Why? Why? Where all of a sudden are we allowed to bring our dogs anywhere we want? I go to a pet store. I expect to see a dog. I thought that was the only place that was acceptable to bring your dog. Not when I'm at the supermarket shopping for my weekly groceries and some lady has her tiny little toy poodle and it's in the carriage. I I just don't understand when that became acceptable in places where they sell food, groceries, any kind of goods. It doesn't even matter. Even if it's just an old Navy, I don't need your dog in there. I just don't, when did that happen? When did that become acceptable? If I had a dog, I would never bring it to the supermarket with me. It's right up there with people that leave their dogs in the car at the mall. You're going to the friggin' mall and you bring your dog and you just leave it in the car with the window cracked? What is wrong with people? If you're gonna go run errands, leave your dog at home. Now, I want to be perfectly clear on this. If you have AIDS and you give your AIDS to someone else, that means you no longer have AIDS. If you go to the doctor after you give someone your AIDS and your doctor tells you you still have AIDS, run, don't walk, run and give it to someone else. This message was brought to you by the letters C, I, and A. I did read a thing today, though, that Gen Z voted 70% Democratic in this election. Gen who? Gen Z, the youngins. I don't know Gen Z. You do. My daughter's Gen Z. There was a Gen W. There was a Gen G. I knew a Gen C. (laughs) You did. That was kind of a bad dad joke, to be honest with you. He's the king of dad jokes. I got a dad joke for all of my aborted kids. (laughs) One for each of them. (laughs) That's fucked up. (laughs) So what about assisted suicide? (laughs) Ah, assisted suicide. For it. Were you aware that there are states in this country where it is legal? Where what is legal? Assisted suicide. It's uh, Portland, Oregon, I know, is one of them. Yep. California, Colorado. This one shocked me. Washington, D.C., Hawaii, Montana, Maine, New Jersey, New Mexico, Oregon, Vermont, and Washington. Washington, D.C. kind of shocked me a little bit. 
And Montana, because Montana is a very Republican state, is it not? Montana is a very libertarian state. I remembered voting on that in the last primaries, I think, and I voted for it. But I didn't get it in Massachusetts. Nope. In 2018, a Gallup poll had 72% of Americans favorite. And then in 2022, Oregon allows patients from out of state. But if somebody helps them, drives them, or helps them administer the medication at home, could be prosecuted. So if you want to do assisted suicide and you want to drive to Oregon, you got to go by yourself. And in California, it's only patients diagnosed with less than six months to live. And in Colorado, it's only people with terminal illnesses. But Washington, D.C. and Montana were actually quite shocking to me. There's like no people in Montana and it's freezing. So it's not surprising to me. Yeah, they're also libertarians. Like, that's where all the militias are. Yeah. 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 And Maine, too, because Maine's kind of a... The same way. <laughs> yeah. There's also a lot of militias up there. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So the reason that you saw the headline, Clem, of they're trying to get rid of the poor with assisted suicide is because in March of 2023, all you have to do is have mental illness. And you can have assisted oh, suicide. That's a relief. <laughs> There's a guy. He doesn't actually want to die. He's disabled. He's losing his housing. And he just thinks he'll die slowly on the streets or die quickly. The answer to that is not, oh, yeah, yeah, let him kill himself. It's like, no, find this person a place to live. Correct. It's a tacit agreement from the government that They'd rather kill you than pay for you. Right. right. Yep. So this came from ctvnews.com and it was published October 16th of 2022. Assisted suicide in Canada was legal in 2016 for terminal illnesses. In 2021, it was amended for non-terminal physical conditions such as chronic pain. And in March of 2023, for mental illness. It was initially excluded to give the government more time to come up with safeguards. In May of 2022, expert panel of psychiatrists recommended mental disorders need to show grievous and irredeemable illness, incurable and advanced state of decline. And then you need two assessors to confirm. The patient must be found competent, but I'm kind of curious if somebody has that severe mental illness, how can they also be found competent? But here's the kicker. The Canadian Mental Health Association wait times in Ontario are up to five years. One in 10 Canadians looking for counseling wait more than four months, and it's longer for children and youth. 70 to 90% of people with serious mental illness are unemployed. They're not offering mental services to these people, but they'll just let them do assisted suicide instead. It sounds like they're purposefully willfully killing them. We don't have enough services to help people, so we'll allow them to suicide themselves. Instead of dying painfully on the street, we'll put them down. People would kill us if that is what we did with feral cats. Yes. So here's another interesting little thing. Belgium and the Netherlands have had the same law for 20 years for mental illness. But they have more stringent requirements and the majority are rejected 
the approval rate is only one to three percent. Well, I mean, I can only say as a mentally ill person, mental illness, no matter if you do all the right things that you're instructed to do by your um, psychologist or your shrink or your therapist, you can take your meds, you can fucking do everything that you're told to do in order to make your life better. And still, there are times that you cannot do those things, no matter how hard you try. And it's very debilitating and depleting. And then life happens. Like people fucking die, fucking you lose your job, whatever. And it doesn't make matters better. I live here on the Cape, so I have better access. And plus, I'm a white person. I have access to, you know, mental health facilities, things like that. The thing about those facilities is that they pump you up with more drugs, other drugs that you don't need, and then send you home with more of a script and just make sure that you're behaving while you stay, like, and doing what you're told. They don't really, like, care about you actually getting better. I fear that something with a law like that, when somebody is having, like, a a bad stretch, but they're going to be able to fake their way through. Like, I, too, have had friends commit suicide, um, and I've lost people. And, like, a lot of them were mentally ill, and a lot of them made those decisions because they were. It's like, I have a hard time with it in the sense that I understand from my own perspective and the things I've personally been through with mental illness that, like, yeah, there are times that I fucking want out things become insurmountable and overwhelming and like when you don't feel like you can even talk about it and it's like one thing piled up after another you could like burst you know what I mean it's like I don't know I say that's why I drank I don't know I um I had a friend who shot herself when I was young going through that and knowing why she did it knowing that she was, you know, being sexually mishandled by a family member at home. You know, my dad wasn't there, but, like, if he was home and he was, like, trying to fuck me, if I would have the willingness to want to keep going. And, like, that answer is no. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. There are people that have horrible, horrible lives. Instead of allowing people with mental illness to do assisted suicide why instead of that why don't you focus more on getting more mental health if there's so much of a waiting period and helping people that aren't you know they could be happy if they had help that's the problem i have with it the thing is though like when you're in that fucking place though too and you have nothing and you've lost everything like Yeah, but life can change in the blink of an eye and tomorrow you could wake up and be better. You can, but it's still not going to like change your circumstances. You know what I mean? Like, No, but if if you found the right therapist or the right combo of meds or the right friends, things can change. The answer is the guy. Yes, of course, he's sad. It's terminal. but, But give him a house. That's what he needs. He he needs a home. The answer is to fix the down on the luck problem. Correct. 
Well, that's just systemic failure, too. Yeah, that's why my issue with the assisted suicide is I am all for assisted suicide if somebody has cancer, if somebody has, even if you've been diagnosed with Alzheimer's and you're okay right now, but you're not going to be okay. I'm okay with that because Alzheimer's is a horrible disease and you could live 10 years That stuff, I am 100% okay with. But just mental illness? But what I guess what I'm saying is like the system contradicts any progress that that could make. Because that would mean that we would have to, God forbid, stop wars because then we could actually pour money into like systems and people that actually work. Why are you killing them instead of solving the problem. Almost all of these problems stem originally from capitalism. Right. And in that article that I quoted, it said 70 to 90% of people that have severe mental illness in Canada are unemployed. So they're probably getting government checks, you know, fix the problem. Don't just let these people kill themselves. Why? Because you're saving the government money. Well, if we let them do it, we don't have to give them a check. Look, I think that they're just trying to kill poor people up in Canada. Fix the system. There has to be something in your life where you were having a bad day and some stranger did something. You never know what could change somebody's trajectory. And if a person had the right therapist, the right person to talk to, it could change everything. And then... If you had um, maybe given these people homes and money, that therapy would would work better. (laughs) Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. Like, look, the reason I can make it through my fucking breakdowns is because I have people that care about me. I have a roof over my head. I have a vehicle. But like I'm saying is like a lot of people don't. And living in Canada where it's fucking also like Arctic temperatures, like um, cause not everybody lives in like the cities and stuff. It's like, uh, I get it kind of like, I wouldn't want to be like building myself an igloo on top of everything else. Like, I'm sorry. I just, I'd be like, yeah, fucking kill me now. <laughs> yeah. But no amount of therapy is going to fix your immediate financial disaster. It's when the world is hopeless. No amount of just therapy that's going to get you through that. So I, I totally understand that that can last for months for people. Some people just, you can't snap out of it. But that doesn't mean there's not hope. That doesn't mean that there's not better days to come. And I don't think those, you know, I don't know. You're not going to snap out of it if tomorrow you're going to be homeless. There are Focusing all of their attention on this, allowing as many people to kill themselves because they want to, they want them dead. Right. But again, if you go back to the statistics, 70 to 90% of those people are unemployed. So they're on some kind of government subsidiary, whatever, whatever Canada has. So Canada probably thinks, well, this person, if we just let them do it, we don't have to cut them a check anymore. Exactly. They're trying to kill them. Right. And so that's where I just think it's wrong for people that 
are men- just having mental illness and they're going to be evicted and they have no hope. They have nowhere to go. Oh, well, in 90 days, I can get me a big old dose of, uh, I don't have to worry about it anymore. I, I just, I disagree with that. I feel like the world is overpopulated and if you don't want to be here, then go. <laughs> that's that's how I feel. I'm sorry if it sounds <laughs> No, and that's fine, but should the government pay for it? What no. the hell just happened here? <laughs> the other thing with Canada is you have to be on their healthcare system. So the government is paying for you to kill yourself. Well, if you're, if you're dead, who cashes the check? <laughs> <laughs> they're, pay, see, they're paying for your suicide because they don't want to pay for your life. Correct. And they don't want to give you housing and they don't want to give you a therapist and they don't want to give you, you know, anything. So they're like, hey, let's make it so we can kill these people. I mean, it's obviously clearly their plan. Yeah, obviously. All I have to say is this is this is classic eugenics shit. It's just flat out like, oh, you want to die. So then this is a way we can implement killing off people that aren't contributing. Correct. We don't have to cut you a check. We don't have to give you services. That's why I just don't agree. I just don't. I don't think the government should pay for assisted suicide for just straight up mental illness. That's all. Especially since that seems to be their plan to kill these people. I want to know what the who's going to cash the check when they're dead. Like, <laughs> I want to know since you can't sign it, who gets to cash the check. <laughs> Do you do like a sign over like to my mom? Like, cash this $200 check. <laughs> Today on Senior Citizens Arrest. Right now at your local pharmacy, there's an old woman acting up in line. What do you mean insurance doesn't cover my prescription? The woman pulls out her checkbook. The pharmacist tells the woman, we don't accept checks, ma'am. The woman insists upon writing one anyway. The line keeps getting longer. People have been patiently waiting for over 20 minutes. The pharmacist once again nicely tells the woman, ma'am, we don't accept checks. The old woman throws her pen at the pharmacist and says, let me speak to the manager. Out of nowhere, a man appears in a superhero outfit, bearing a shield that says SCA on it. Stop right there, ma'am. You're being placed under a senior citizen's arrest. Those coupons are no good here, and checks haven't been in quite some time. She starts screaming, and wiggling around while SCA puts cuffs on her and tackles her to the ground. Ah! SCA says, I didn't want to have to do this, but you're under arrest for being entitled and holding up the line. The old woman was placed behind bars and sentenced to death the next day.
All right, let's hear it for Gloria. 12 years here at the Legs and Eggs, and those things never look droopier. All right, everybody having a great time here today. Don't forget to check out the breakfast buffet. We've got legs, we've got eggs, we've probably got salmonella, but who cares? Ah, oh, oh, just wait a moment, folks. Gloria's flagging me down over here. It looks like she has something she wants to say to everybody. Hey guys, just a friendly reminder. I only do paid relationships. So please, please, please don't message me unless you're looking to spend money. I don't want to waste our time. All right, thanks for that, Gloria. Remember, paying customers only. I know some of you. You're going to be out of luck on that one. Well, anyway... While our ladies are on their state-mandated five-minute dinner break, we have a new comedian here for you at Legs and Eggs. It's comedy night, I guess. Please welcome... What's that? I'm around New Haven. Anyone know some glory holes around? Looking to get this dick sucked and or suck some dick. Stay the fuck away from your dick and do a push-up or two. <laughs> Ain't no glory in there, pal, that's for sure. Anyway, let's welcome our comedian to the stage, ladies and gentlemen, Wally Jingle Jangle. My balls hurt so much. I think it's day 14 and every single boner comes with a wave of blue balls that stays for an hour. It hurts so much and I don't know what to do. I can't take a cold shower or exercise because it makes me hornier. What should I do? I relapsed. I made it to day five. Instead of moping about it, though, I'll look at the fact that it's the farthest I've ever made it. I'll stay strong. Brothers, Urges are coming, I feel odd. Not gonna relapse, still strong, but urges are strong. <laughs> DE as opposed to ED. So, 23 year old man, I've never had a problem getting hard in bed, but most of the time I cannot finish. Delayed ejaculation, or DE. Lately, this has been better as I have been taking no fat more seriously. But when I lost my virginity at 17, I didn't come and hardly ever did until I met the girl I'm with now. Anyone else had a similar experience? All right, let's hear it for our comedic talent today, Wally Jingle Jangle. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm being informed that Susan from the 3.30 shift as something she'd like to say to all of you. I'll ride on your dick and make you come in my ass. After that, I'll gently stroke your dick with my hand and suck it till I drain it. I want to fuck like a bitch. Fuck me rough with any style you like. You can hit me up on Snapchat. All right, and that'll about do it here for Comedy Night at Legs and Eggs. Don't forget to tip your whatever you need to tip and... I don't know. Let's just get back to the stripping. Like, my life from conception is a Jerry Springer show. 46 years of Jerry Springer. 
you know, where do you want me to start? My mother had a one night stand with my father. I've never met him. And then she lied to me and told me my father was somebody else. She was 17 when she had me. And then until I was eight years old, told me my father was her husband, who she divorced before I was eight years old. But he wasn't really my father. And then I, a few years ago, did the whole ancestry thing. And I found my real biological father. And I wrote him a letter. And he never responded to me. So my life from beginning to to now is a Jerry Springer show that just went for 46 fucking years. I was Jerry Springer before Jerry Springer was even popular. (laughs) I got a man I love. I got a man I like. Every time I fuck them nuns, I give them the doggone clap. Oh, baby, give them the doggone clap. But that's the kind of pussy that they really like. I told them I got a good cop, and it's got four damn good names. Rough top, rough cock, tough cock, cock without a bone. You can fuck my cock, suck my cock, or leave my cock alone. Oh baby, honey, I piss all night long. You can fuck my cock, or suck my cock, baby, until the cows come home. You know both of my men's, they're tight like that. They got a great big dick. Just like a baseball bat. Oh, fuck me. Do it to me all night long. I want you to do it to me, baby. Honey, till the cows come home. They know I'm a bitch from Baltimore. I got hairs on my cock that'll sweep the floor. I've got spunk from them hairs that would shut to do. And I look over your hand seeing I'm a bitch from Baltimore. Oh, talking about a bitch from Baltimore. And I got hairs on my cock. Sweep anybody's floor. I got a big fat belly. I got a big broad ass. And I can fuck any man with real good class. Talking about fucking. Talking about grinding, baby, all night long. And I can do it to you, honey, until the cows come home. You can suck my pussy, baby, I'll suck your dick. I'll do it to you, honey, till I make you shit. Oh, baby. Honey, do it all night long. Do it to me, papa. Till tomorrow comes. Like, if the Republicans had won by 30 seats, then it wouldn't have mattered. But if they only have two or three... They don't cross party lines. I understand. But how many members die or have to leave office or get arrested or whatever, and there's empty seats? 
So the majority could actually change if they only have it by two or three seats. Not every member of Congress is still going to be there a year from now. That never happens. Something happens. Yeah, because they're all like old. So they just fucking die. They die and then the the seat's just empty. That then gets filled by the governor or uh, an election. And in some places, it's filled by the spouse. House has to be filled by an election. But Senate is usually appointed by the governor. It gets appointed. The House, they have to have like a special election. And sometimes in some states that could take six months, eight months. So the majority could flip flop in this Congress because it's so close. I wouldn't bank on it. No, but it could happen is what I'm saying. And with some of these elections being so close, if you have a special election, the Democrat might actually win. Laura Boebert just got called. She only won by 600 votes. I don't I just don't see a difference. My life doesn't change whether a Democrat or Republican is in office like Democrats say a lot of shit that they're never going to do. And Republicans are just flat out fascists. Yeah. So with them having the House, nothing's going to get done. And anything that they vote for that the Republican majority wins, it won't pass the Senate and then Biden and veto it anyway. The next two years, that nothing's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, nothing's been happening either. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, right now we have a Democratic president and we have millions of people without health care or housing. Nothing has changed with that. In fact, it's gotten worse. And this has been a real opportunity for the Democrats to actually step up and fucking, like, do what they say they're going to do and they never do it. This has been pretty fucked up actually and like i don't i mean i'm just saying i don't care either way who wins because i feel like all of them are self-interested and you don't really have a voice unless you pay to have your voice be heard as far as our politics kind of are concerned like they don't care about us like they don't care about our opinions or our votes we don't have money to finance our beliefs so sorry if I just wrecked everyone's night. But no. <laughs> no, you're not no, wrong. I'm right there with you. And I find myself aligning a little bit more shit libby just to... Uh, I don't know. Anyway, I'm angry at myself and I agree with Sarah. I agree with a lot of what you say, <laughs> but the Democrats did pass a lot of bills, but a lot uh, of them, they won't affect us at all. But it, it's good talking points for them. But like the... um student loan forgiveness it got blocked by republicans and it's in court so like they tried to do something good for everyday people and the republicans are like nope can't do that i understand that and i understand that they put forth a lot of bills that people actually do want because like they have to actually write what we vote on into legislation it's not because they want to, though, because Democrats benefit just as much from the health care companies and they benefit just as much from people creating an insurmountable amount of doubt to the detriment of their living or being able to progress in life by having high interest student loans. So it's like they play the game but they give us shit so that it can get taken away, just like they did with healthcare. Like, it's like that's kind of the name of the game. And like, it's unfortunate to say that because, yeah, I would really like for there to be a democratic republic I was sold to believe in when I was a kid. 
but like the way that our shit operates it's like shit has to kind of fucking be torn down and rebuilt it's really corrupt like to the point where it's like there's almost no difference between parties it's just the fascist party it's just a bunch of greedy corporatists the republicans have really gotten bad like 10 years ago they weren't this bad 10 years ago some they of the republicans i was like oh that's not you know he's not bad he's not a bad i maybe vote for him now fuck that i wouldn't vote for any republican just on principle i wrote in on my ballot because my state rep ran unopposed and he's a republican i oppose him oh, i've written myself in before and vermin supreme cuz i do believe in good dental healthcare and i always wanted a pony <laughs> and i like his values and that they change and he doesn't care what party he belongs to it's right on that's kind of where we need to be at like just i think collectively in that sense there's more of us than there is of them if everyone could set aside the differences of what they vote or what they don't and what party it's for and work together on things that actually matter to us if they got rid of red and blue and just people ran no parties just people and they got rid of the money it would be a whole different world that would make it fair you know this fucking guy that we were just talking about donates 40 million dollars to democrats that i mean that's an obscene amount of money what could you do with 40 million dollars to help the homeless a giant pile of but you donated it that's what I would... to politicians that pisses me off but that's the way our country's run you have to donate millions of dollars to get people elected and it, to me it's just such a waste of money what was it like 2 billion dollars in the midterms or something was spent that's absurd go to opensecrets.org it'll show you everyone they have to claim financially all of their political contributions so you can look up the senate the house of representatives presidents and all of that and see who actually runs our country and who funds it hey clem who is our favorite they would always have the most ridiculous fundraising emails and when we go on to open secrets and look them up it was like 88% of all their donations they took as overhead yes it was trained democrats ah That was nuts. That was crazy. That was a grift and a half. Really was. You almost have to tip your hat to them a little bit. I mean, I was impressed. Is that like a fucking program to indoctrinate more people into the Democratic Party? No. They're like a pack, like and they constantly would email begging for money. Hysterically so. Like they were almost entertaining. Well, they were cuz I read them. They were entertaining. I was just thinking of like, you know, if you want to trend to be a good person that's in politics, all you need to do is join your local street fraternity like the Crips or the Bloods. Do you, like many people around the world, enjoy the music and lyrics of Sophie B Hawkins? Do you listen to Damn, I wish I was your lover and think Damn. I wish I could eat that song. Well, everybody, have we got news for you. Sophie B Hawkins presents Sophie B Cookins, her new cookbook featuring such dishes as ham, I wish I was your lover, white clam sauce, I wish I was your lover, and damn, I wish that honey 
was Clover. Just in time for the holidays, it's Sophie B. Hawkins, Sophie B. Cookins. Order now. When you're on the Canadian side, uh, if you give them $400 in American money at the casino, they give you $500 Canadian money. Oh, that feels like more money somehow. Yeah, it was very exciting. So it's like more fun for your money. Yes, exactly. I'm going to tell you what else is more fun for your money. <laughs> What's that? If you've got a couple of dollars and you slide them into one of those uh, jukeboxes and you pick the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald as a song to play. <laughs> it's more fun for your money. When I was in Louisiana, I hit up one of those very same jukeboxes. And no matter what songs I selected, Curtis Mayfield played, so I wasn't hating. That that works for me. But, you know, if you have some money and you want to turn that money into more fun, one of the ways to do it is to play The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald on a jukebox or, over and over and over again. Or you can stand outside of Best Buy on Black Friday and suck a lot of dicks in the parking lot. Oh, my God, that is most <laughs> miserable I have never in my life done a Black Friday because that sounds so fucking miserable to me. Let's let's celebrate Thanksgiving and eat a huge meal and let's go stand in line for three hours at Best Buy. Down at the door and beat them over the head with your new N64. That'll wrap it up for this week. We'd like to thank you all for joining us on our maiden voyage here at the Legs and Eggs podcast. If you'd like to send us some dick pics, our email is legsandeggspodcast at gmail.com. You can see us on Twitter at legsandeggspod, and you can check out our merch store. It's linked in our show description. Once again, I'm Fupa Jones. On behalf of everyone here at the Legs and Eggs podcast, we'd like to thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Mission accomplished.